You're listening to Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. Together, we're going to explore divination and help you start your own journey with tarot. I'll discuss my tarot journey and offer ways to use tarot for healing, self-development, and personal growth. So let's get started. Hi, listeners. Welcome to this bonus episode of Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. I'm currently on hiatus from the podcast, but I wanted to share with you a few scenes from my new book. I'm just too excited to wait any longer. I'm so happy to announce that I published my first book in my new fictional divination book series, and I can finally reveal the name of the series. The Divining Sisters series. And the title of book one, The Call of the Cards. This is a big deal for me. Becoming an author has always been on my bucket list. So I'm accomplishing a huge life goal here. And I wanted to share that achievement with you since you've been so supportive to me over the past few years. In this bonus episode, I wanted to share some of my favorite scenes and details of this new book with you. This book series is centered around tarot and other forms of divination. I've included as many forms of divination that I could research because I love it so much. The Divining Sisters will be at least three books, but potentially more. In fact, I've already been writing scenes for book four and five and a few sections for a prequel in case I decide later to really dive into the past lives of my main characters. At the moment, I'm really drawn to this idea for prequels, because there's so much to explore in my character's history, beyond just the snippets of their incarnations that are revealed in the series. This book series is set in modern times, starting in mid-2018, but we journey back in time quite a bit through dreams, flashbacks, and remote viewing through the eyes of the mystics in the series. The Divining Sister series is full of divination, intrigue, healing power, and empowerment, as my characters face deep-seated fears, foes, and ramifications from their past to come into their own and master their gifts that are emerging at a time when the world needs them most. I hope this series inspires readers to tap into their own gifts and into the practice of divination as I find it such an enlightening, empowering, and insightful tool. Basically, I wrote the book series that I longed to read. I couldn't find a fictional book series that featured divination as heavily as I wanted it to be. So I just wrote one. Divination is such a focal point in this series that it's basically a fourth main character. It plays that much of a role in their lives and in their fate that ties them together. And we encounter more divinatory tools the further we get into the series. And I do my best to teach the reader divination as my character explores it on her own journey. This series includes tarot, of course, but also astrology, pendulums, runes, Lenormand, charms, ohms, spells, tea leaves, scrying, you name it. It's all in there. And past lives are just as important to the storyline as divination. 
so we get to see the lessons and gifts that these characters take with them as they reincarnate and reunite together throughout time. As you can probably tell, I'm incredibly proud of this series. You can find the ebook and paperback of The Call of the Cards on Amazon right now. If you get a copy, please leave a book review if you enjoy it. That really helps me out and can help me get my book in front of more readers. You can find all the details about my new book series on my website, HealingThroughTarot.com, and of course there are links in the show notes to take you straight to the book. Now what I'd like to do in this bonus episode is read you the blurb that's on the back cover of book one, and then read a few scenes and a chapter for you to give you a taste of the story and the characters. Let's start with the book blurb for The Call of the Cards. Alexandra Steele, a clinical psychologist, stumbles upon a mystical store in downtown Memphis, Tennessee, where she encounters tarot cards for the first time. She doesn't realize it at the time, but this simple encounter will leave her life forever changed as she uncovers a world of past life connections to the cards and the craft of divination. This sparks an awakening that opens door after door of a long line of mystic and witch incarnations that run throughout her history. As she reconnects to these deep mystical ties, she begins to learn about her destiny, which is revealed as she starts to encounter coven sisters and foes from previous incarnations. Will her tendency to hide in the shadows and play small continue to hold her back, or will the call of the cards lure her onto her destined path of a life full of magic and sisterhood. Are you intrigued yet, listeners? Before I read a chapter to you, let me give you some background on my main character for the whole series. Dr. Alexandra Steele is a 41-year-old clinical psychologist living in the suburbs just outside of Memphis, Tennessee. Alex loves her job, but has found it lacking in that magical feeling over the past few years. She's desperate to find something that really lights her soul on fire. But she has a tendency to play small and blend into the background due to fears of speaking out and being noticed by others. It will become clear why this is such a strong fear for her in the first few chapters of the book. But it's important to understand that she's at a point in her life where she's longing for more. And let's just say, the universe delivers on that wish. Now I'm going to read you the first half of chapter two to give you a sense of the inciting incident from my main character, Alexandra. An inciting incident is when your main character encounters something new that's a catalyst for change. It shakes up the status quo of the character's life. This scene takes place in downtown Memphis when she enters a mystical store called Mystic Haven for the first time. Here we go. The Call of the Cards, Chapter 2 Alex opened the door to Mystic Haven and was immediately greeted by the store clerk arranging the crystals in the corner. Can I help you find anything magical today? Well, I just came by to check the place out. I've been meaning to stop by for a while now, Alex said, already visually taking in the contents of the store. In that case, come on in. We have crystals, candles, incense, and books. Oh, now that you mention books, 
I have been looking for a specific one. This may be a long shot, but my acupuncturist recommended a book for me, and I haven't been able to locate it yet. Sure, which one? Alex stuck through her purse and found the piece of paper where she jotted down the book title at her last appointment. Ah, here it is. Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss. Ah, yes, we carry all of his books. Really? Great. Here, I'll show you the spirituality section where we keep those copies. The clerk escorted Alex to the aisle where the book was perched facing forward on the middle shelf and handed her a copy. If you need anything else, my name is Christy. Just flag me down, she said in a perky voice before walking back toward the front of the store to help another customer. Alex stared at the title of the book in her hand, perplexed. Many Lives, Many Masters, the true story of a prominent psychiatrist, his young patient, and the past life therapy that changed both their lives. Hmm, she thought. Her acupuncturist hadn't told her the book was about past lives. I wonder why she recommended this. She hadn't ever given much thought to reincarnation. Interesting, she thought. There must have been a good reason she had been told to read this book. She chose to trust the recommendation and returned to exploring the store. She was eager to scope out what other treasures this shop might hold. She had been eyeing the crystal section since she walked in. She returned to the front of the store to get a closer look at the beautiful amethyst that had caught her eye as she opened the front door. She was drawn to the medium-sized amethyst in the middle of the wooden table set in front of the window. The sparkling purple hue glistened with the soft touch of the sun's rays through the store window. The energy emanating from the crystal was comforting and calming. She could already envision this crystal on the small table positioned between her desk and the client chairs in her home office. Did you find a crystal? Christy asked. I think this one would be perfect in my office. Good choice. I could hold it for you at the counter with your book while you continue to shop if you like. Oh, thank you. Alex placed the book on top of the crystal that Christy picked up and carried back to the register. As she turned back to the front of the store, the sunlight bounced off a crystal on another table, blinding her for a second. She shielded her eyes to block the sunlight to take a closer look, and she spotted a lovely piece of clear quartz. She didn't know much about the properties of each crystal, but this one seemed to tug at her intuition. Something was telling her that this crystal had something to teach her. She handed Christy the clear quartz to add to her stash by the register. While she was here, she might as well pick up a book on crystals to learn more about them. She surveyed the selection of books on crystals positioned next to the table and selected the Crystal Bible. She continued to look through the shelves of books on mystical topics lining the walls of the store. Aisle after aisle offered wisdom on herbs, crystals, palmistry, and spells. Alex was starting to think that she may need to wrap up her shopping session before it turned into a shopping spree when she stopped dead in her tracks. There was a table with cards behind the bookshelves tucked in the back of the store. As she approached the table, she could make out that there were cards laid out in a spread of some sort. Beside the table stood a row of shelves filled with decks lining the entire back of the store. As she walked down the aisle toward the table, her eyes caught the sign above the section of the store. 
tarot cards. Oh, wow, she thought. She had never seen tarot cards in person. She recalled a few scenes with tarot readings in a handful of movies over the years, but she didn't know much about tarot as a practice. Something pulled her over to the table. As she looked over the cards spread out on the red tablecloth, she noticed the cards had titles at the bottom of each card. Her eyes danced over the spread of cards. The Magician, Death, the Moon, the Emperor, and the High Priestess. Her heart fluttered, and she felt a sudden rush of blood to her cheeks. Did someone turn on the heat in the store? She glanced down the aisles around her. Everyone in the store appeared to be unaware of any changes. Maybe it's just me, she thought, fanning herself with the crystal Bible. After a moment, she resumed her study of the cards. The images felt familiar somehow. She couldn't recall the last time she had seen any of these cards in a movie. Where have I seen these? Every time she glanced back at the cards, there was a stirring in her chest. It was oddly reminiscent of the first time she met her husband. It was the feeling of her soul awakening. Something was calling out to her, and it was a bit unnerving. She picked up a card from the table and felt a rush of energy through her right arm as she held the high priestess card. An image of a spread of cards flashed in front of her, catching her off guard. What is going on today? She was overcome with a feeling of deja vu. There was something about these cards that felt familiar, and she couldn't shake it. She had a notion that somewhere within, she knew what these cards meant. But how could that be? Christy approached with a stack of decks to stock on the shelf next to Alex. Are you into tarot? Her comment snapped Alex out of her daze. Um, no. This is my first time seeing the cards. I think. I mean, except on TV, of course. She began to sweat and suddenly felt anxious about drawing attention to herself holding the tarot card. She placed it back on the table and tried to appear like she was glancing at the decks near the table. Christy began to stack the tarot decks on the top shelf. We offer a beginner tarot class if you're interested. Alex straightened her purse over her right shoulder and tried to compose herself. That sounds interesting. I didn't even realize anyone in town taught this kind of thing. Otero is really popular these days. You'd be surprised how many people are signing up. Good to know. I'll keep that in mind. I think I'm ready to check out if that's okay. Alex was feeling exposed and needed to get some fresh air soon. Sure, I can take care of that for you. I see you found a book on crystals. The Crystal Bible is our top seller. I'm hoping to learn a thing or two about what they have to offer. I know absolutely nothing about them. Careful, they're addictive. Once you buy one, you start to pick them up everywhere you go. That's how my obsession started. Now half my paycheck goes towards my crystal habit. My store discount is one of the best perks of this job, she said with a smile. She headed back up to the front of the store where Alex's selections were sitting next to the cash register. Looks like you have two crystals and two books. Anything else today? That's plenty for now. I only came in to browse and check this place out. That's always the case, Christy joked, ringing up the items. 
Alex glanced back over her shoulder at the cards on the table that continued to tug at her, finding it hard to resist the magnetic pull. We have a tarot reader that gives readings in the store if you ever want to see what the cards have to say, Christy offered. She's usually here this time of day, but she wanted a break about half an hour ago and left that spread out for some reason. I'm sure she'll be back soon. Alex started to rub the temple on the right side of her head. Maybe another time. I'm actually feeling quite lightheaded. I probably should get something to eat soon. Could be the full moon, Christy suggested, bagging up the items. I've noticed the energy has everyone a little edgy today. Oh, that's today? Alex asked, shocked that she hadn't been aware of it. She could usually tell when a full moon was approaching, because the energy in her sessions was always heightened with dramatic tension. This one had stuck up on her, given her funk the past few days. Maybe that's it, she thought, hoping to tie all this strange activity to the impact of the full moon. Alex dropped her purse and shopping bags on top of the kitchen table and closed the door to the garage. She headed to the fridge to get some ice water, still flushed, and hoping it was just dehydration. That was certainly an eventful outing, she muttered, still flabbergasted at her reaction in the store. She couldn't shake the feeling that had come over her. Why did those cards affect me so intensely? She'd experienced a mixture of deja vu, intrigue, and nostalgia when she touched the tarot cards. She couldn't dismiss the exhilaration either. She couldn't remember the last time something had her this flustered and captivated at the same time. And scene. That was such a fun scene for me to write. I love the feeling when someone encounters divination for the first time. It's so exciting. It was such an easy scene for me to write because I know what it felt like for me to feel the call of the cards, which is why I chose that title for the first book in my series. After a quick break, I'll read you my favorite scene from the book. So stay tuned. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I've created a line of Healing Through Tarot spread ebooks that are for sale on my website, healingthroughtarot.com. There's a spread for all seasons that contains 17 custom spreads designed to guide you through the seasons of any year. It covers holidays, birthdays, full and new moons, mercury retrogrades, seasonal spreads, year-end and year-ahead spreads, and eclipses with weekly and monthly spreads that you can reuse again and again year after year. This spread ebook is $10. I also have two volumes of healing and mental health spreads each with 15 spreads centered around healing and mental health issues, including anxiety, body healing, managing depression, restoring balance, ancestral karma clearing, family healing, self-care, and much, much more. These two volumes complement each other, but each can also stand alone. Volume 1 is $13, and Volume 2 is $14. 
You can find all of these spread ebooks on my website, healingthroughterra.com. And I'm currently working on a new spread ebook that consists of 20 shadow work spreads coming out in the fall of 2022. This Healing Through Terror line of spread ebooks is designed to help take you through the healing work needed to heal old wounds and step into brand new energy of empowerment. Together, we can heal through tarot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, I'm going to jump ahead in the book and read a part of a chapter that occurs towards the middle of the book. This scene includes a dream my main character, Alex, has of one of her past lives. This character has a vivid dream life, and most of her dreams in the series are connected to lives she's recovering that are related to her intuitive gifts that are just starting to emerge. So these dreams are very significant and a large part of the storyline. I chose this scene to share with you because this scene is my favorite scene that I've written out of the entire series so far. And it's one of the first scenes I ever wrote, because it connects so strongly to one of my own incarnations. The saying, write what you know, is so true. So let's dive into Alexandra's dream life and get a peek at one of her powerful incarnations. Make haste, Isadora. Bring me more parchment. Isadora dashed across the floorboard and snatched what parchment remained on top of their sacred text. This is all that remains, Alexis. It'll have to be enough. In front of the crackling fire, Isadora paced while Alexis continued to hastily write on the scroll. A candle was burning on the table next to Alexis, and the room was hazy due to the smoke from the fire. Isadora could feel the urgency as Alexis drafted the letter with the beautiful quill pen their mother handed down to them when they were initiated into the coven. Alexis continued to sip the tea Isadora made for her to help soothe the pain in her arthritic hands. She had to keep writing through the pain. There wasn't much time. She kept glancing at the window as she penned the letter, feeling him closing in. She drew their coven sigil on the parchment paper and folded the letter. She held the wax over the candle to heat it, and then dripped the wax on the fold of the letter and sealed it with her signature stamp. Alexis rose from her chair and tucked it into her sister's hand. You are the keeper of the coven's sacred knowledge now, Isadora. This must be passed on. Come what may tonight, this legacy lives on through you, she said solemnly. Do you vow to guard this wisdom with your life? Isadora nodded her head somberly. Our lineage will not be forgotten, sister. Make haste before they arrive. They will come for me here. I can stall them to give you time to escape. The path of the woods will take you where you need to go. I regret that I cannot accompany you. If I do not see you again, Know that I am always with you. 
we will meet again in another lifetime. Isadora couldn't speak. Tears were flooding behind her eyelids. She must be strong for her older sister. What she faced tonight would be hard enough. She embraced Alexis and was hesitant to release her. She stared at her face, taking the time to burn the image of her sister's face into her memory. Alexis placed something in her hands and closed her fingers around it. Isadora's heart sank. She turned and ran out the door into the woods. She could not bear to look back. Alexis returned to the fire and threw her witch's runes and ohms into the flames. She had consecrated her runes with her own blood and did not want to leave any part of herself behind to be used for dark magic. She pulled her cards from under the floorboard and held them close to her chest. She caressed the card with the image of the sorceress. Oh, how she loved the feel of the cards. A knot grew in her stomach as she reluctantly threw the cards into the flames and watched them burn. She could not bear to leave them behind. They were her most prized possession. She had drawn them herself. The front door suddenly burst open and three men rushed toward her. She did not turn to face them. She stared directly into the fire, drinking up the heat. She braced herself for impact as the larger man tackled her and held her face on the floor with his thick, muddy boot on her neck. She kept her eyes on the dancing flame. She knew what her fate would be. They would not take her power from her. She would return. For now, she was part of the flame. Like a phoenix, she would rise from the ashes. Alex jolted up in the bed, with her face dripping with sweat. She threw the covers off her legs and discovered that the sheets were damp. The fire had been so hot in her dream. She had felt the heat through time and space. Her stomach dropped as she processed what she'd just experienced. She sensed deep within her soul that she hadn't survived the night. Her heart sank as she grieved for her past self and for Isadora, who ran off into the woods alone. Her heart ached for her sister, on her own, carrying the burden of securing their legacy. She was suddenly so grateful to have found Izzy again in this life, and she vowed never to leave her on her own again. They may not share blood in this life, but their bond was as tight as one could be. She knew they would always have each other's back, and their journey in this life was just beginning. Izzy had woken her up in this lifetime, and now her life was full of magic. Everything in her life changed the moment Izzy bounced into her life, so full of energy. The blindfold had been lifted, and Alex could now see a world so beautiful and majestic that she couldn't believe she ever lived in such a gray world before knowing Izzy. As Izzy liked to say, energy never lies. Alex had been touched by Izzy's energy from the moment she first opened the door for their first healing session. It had been fated that they would be reconnected. Now she knew they had a shared mission in this life, and knowing that gave Alex a reason to get up each morning. Deep within, Alex knew she had just uncovered the biggest clue yet with this dream. The lifetime she had just remembered 
had been an impactful one. She could feel the ripple effect it had on her destined path, and she had to honor the sacrifice made in that life. Suddenly, the weight on her shoulders felt heavier than it ever had. That's all I can share with you now. I don't want to give too much away. What I can tell you is that I am in love with the mystical characters in this series. The books are very female-centered, and all of my main protagonists are females. It was important to me to show female characters who heal themselves and come into their own empowerment without needing to be saved by a man. Through this series, you will meet diviners of all sorts. Mystics, psychics, tarot card readers, healers, and lots of witches from the past and present. One thing I know for certain is that everyone's going to fall in love with Izzy, the lovable, spirited energy healer who bursts into Alex's life in divine timing. She's a pure joy to write. And I'll let you in on this fun little fact. Izzy is completely real. She's been my muse for the whole series. I talk about her in my upcoming Healing with the Mystic Archetype episode, and I share more about our connection over the past four years. In fact, you may have already guessed, but both Alex and Izzy exist, which is more of a reason that I'm excited to share their story and their sisterly bond with the world. Theirs is a bond for the ages. And one of my favorite aspects of this series is that a portion of this book series takes place in Salem, a place I've felt drawn to my entire life. The Salem Witch Trials serve as a significant backdrop to help orient us to the importance that historical event had on many gifted witches and diviners for centuries. And that's still very much present today, as many of us are reincarnated witches and mystics. That history weaves in and out of the tapestry of my storyline and in the history of my main characters. And another fun fact that I'll share with you is that I drew inspiration for many of my characters from prominent tarot readers, psychics, astrologers, and witches that we all know and love. So it will be interesting for me to see if any of you can pinpoint who my inspiration was for each character. If you want to check out more from the book, you can download a free sample on Amazon. There, you can read the first few chapters of the book to get a feel for it. I really hope you love this book and the Divining Sister series as much as I do. I'm excited to get it into your hands so this magical experience can be shared with the world. If you get a copy, please let me know what you think. I plan to put out the other books in the series in a fairly quick timeline, hopefully no more than six to eight months apart if possible. And I will continue writing this series as long as I'm mesmerized by these characters and the bond they share. This writing experience has been so healing for me, as I've worked through the same past life fears and traumas that are woven throughout the story. And I found it empowering to own my own gifts again, just like my main characters. I hope you've enjoyed this bonus episode and this behind-the-scenes look at the Divining Sisters series. I've been itching to bring you into this mystical world that I've been living in for the past three years as I've written the first few books. And don't forget to check the show notes for this episode. I've included a link to my new book, The Call of the Cards. This will take you to Amazon where you can purchase a copy. And I'll see you in September 
for all new episodes of Healing Through Tarot. We'll be picking back up with our Healing with the Archetype series, starting with the Healer Archetype in September, then the Mystic Archetype in October, as we get closer to Halloween. I also have an episode lined up for working and healing with lunar energy and dream interpretation with the tarot. See you next time, card slingers. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found this information valuable, consider subscribing to the show so you never miss an episode. And please rate and review this podcast and tell fellow card readers about the show. You can find more tarot tips on my blog on healingthroughtarot.com and on my Pinterest and Instagram page, both under Healing Through Tarot. That's through, spelled T-H-R-U. See you next time, card slingers.